0: Welcome to episode 65 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonan, and in this episode, I went all financial services, emptying my piggy bank, counting up my coppers, only to find that I had barely three quid saved. But in happier news, I had a great chat with HSO's financial services expert, Natalie Brooks, to discover how organizations in capital markets are approaching the challenge of delivering memorable and more profitable customer experiences, and how the best organizations do it is something every organization can learn a thing from. So, grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. <music> Your
1: coffee coffee definitely how do you have it
2: milk sometimes sugar
1: how many do you have a day coffee yeah
2: uh i've got a problem but <laughs> e- easily at least easily 10 cups what? sometimes 10 more cups? depends on how busy i am yeah
1: <laughs> oh my god someone told me the other day they had seven cups well that was bad but
2: no, no no i have a caffeine problem i definitely have a caffeine problem
1: i <laughs> really right, speak about that this, this that after this <laughs> podcast all right um so save or spend
2: it depends if there's a nice shiny shiny I'm looking at. <laughs> um I like I like to think I'm a saver, but I know that I spend. <laughs>
1: okay. We'll find well. Dog or cat.
2: Love dogs, but I'm about to get a kitten.
1: Oh, are you? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Do
1: you know what sort of trouble you're getting yourself into?
2: <laughs> oh totally. I get I get videos and photos. I don't think my furniture's ever going to be the same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Good luck. Thank um, you. Shopping, shopping store or shop online?
2: Oh, I think because of the last kind of like two years, online, right? They bring it to my door.
1: (laughs) They do, but I find I find I'm such a lazy person that I get stuff on online. They come to the door and I try them on, and it's not right. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, to do with that. No, I wear it or I try it, and then uh, I'm too lazy to actually then send it back. Send it back, and and it sits there. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just me. I don't know. You're probably not the same. You're far more organized, I imagine. Anyway, so uh, how are you, Natalie? I'm
2: well. Yeah, I'm well, Michael. How are you? It's Friday. It's a good day. It's uh, hopefully going to be a good weekend. It's,
1: it's Friday. The weather's good and I love to shoot the breeze. And what we're going to shoot the breeze about today is capital markets. So uh, I want to get a little bit, I want to pick into your brain a little bit about capital markets as as our expert. So if you could just give me a bit of an overview about how capital markets are working today, how they're using technology and the types of problems that they're trying to address, that would be be a good place to start.
2: Uh, generally speaking, um, capital markets, whether it be private equity firms, wealth management, asset management, or even investment banking, a lot of the times there's kind of your front office and your back office. So you get your back office things, which kind of risk, compliance operations, or have kind of really traditional systems, your finance systems, things like that in place. You've got your front office, which has your sales and your relationship management, but also your trading for a yep. lot of the, of the cases. A lot of the times these organizations have systems that are legacy, uh, maybe complex in a, in a lot of cases, especially in okay. larger investment banks and uh, on premise, right, traditionally. And um, for compliance and regulatory reasons, yeah. um, you know, cloud has nece- hasn't necessarily been the forerunner because of, you know, um, where data is, where data lives and how much data can be in in the cloud, whether it be public or private, where their data is located. So, um, yeah, traditionally you've got these systems, they're in-house. A lot of them could be quite bespoke, built by the organizations and maintained by these organizations. And I mean, what we find with them is data. They've got loads of data and they have to capture all of this data because of regulatory requirements, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: and it's it's data on everything it could be and a, and a lot of it's around their products what they're doing with their clients the deals that they might be working um, their funds their investors whatever data they've got they have to capture legally and do store they, it do they use data well do you think generally you think no no I think that's one of the big major challenges okay. right we've got at the moment and certainly kind of it's it's one of the themes we see is a lot of this, a lot of these organizations data is quite disparate They've got loads of maybe point solutions for things that have kind of happened over time. Your, some of your larger organizations have a better idea of data and a bit more of a you know data management um, strategy in place, but that depends on who you're dealing with as to how mature that is. And at the end of the day, we know they have to capture immense amounts of data and it's now becoming, you know, how do they deal with that data? How do that make that data work for them? In short, how do you monetize data? Right? Yeah, um, we're quite is right, yeah. is one of the big things. So, you know, one of the one of the things that I've certainly seen more and more of over the past five years is, you know, using what well, data is one of the technologies that's being adopted quite quite a lot in order to get it right. How do yeah. we store? How do how do we store the data? How do we make the data work for? these organizations in order for them to you know better service their clients you know what kind of offerings or products can they offer to the market that um, can help them as I said monetize the data
1: I was going to ask you then what what is what does a company that's using data well look like how does it change their processes and navigation engagement with customers
2: uh, well, I mean, the the data, if they if if they're using data well, right, they can drive insights from that data in order to, you know, restructure how they um, create these products, right? How they create these services, how they get those products and services to market, right? Can they do it quicker than anybody else, essentially? Um, so speed to market becomes quite a big thing. But also, how do you service your customers or clients? As clients or investors, right? How do you keep your investor or client-based intact given the market, right, and competition? But how do you grow it as well? So speed to market helps with that. Being able to get the insights of what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what's been spoken about within the market and reacting to it in a timely manner all kind of helps drive it and makes um, these organizations be on the cutting edge as opposed to lagging way behind
1: I guess then, that, as you spoke about earlier, it's residing on legacy systems, siloed point solutions makes it a real challenge to actually monetize the data, as you said, and create that kind of more compelling customer experience. So how are capital market organizations dealing with that particular problem?
2: Well, essentially, it's there's a couple, right? So it's using technology to kind of help solve some of these the the, the problems that they've got. Data and analytics is one of them. That's one of yep. the pillars. If you get your data and your analytics right, you've got foundation for setting up other things. Very good. Then the other question is kind of cloud computing adoption more and more. And a, a couple of years ago, people um, say people um, capital marks maybe wasn't in favor of going cloud. That is changing, right? And right. and as the, the vendors are making it or trying to enable it more, I mean, Microsoft opened up the Swiss data center earlier this year and, and late last year in order to alleviate fears from Swiss banks, essentially, of where data lives and it's not just good enough with Swiss data laws to have it within Europe. It's got to be within the borders of Switzerland, right? Yeah. So creating the Swiss data center to be able to alleviate those fields of the fact that at least your data, if you do put it in the cloud, whether it's private or, or public, is not going to leave the borders of Switzerland. So there's a lot being done to try and alleviate those fields, trying to enable these organizations to adopt and embrace um, the technologies. But also kind of looking at cloud computing from an infrastructure as a service, platform as a service or software as a service models as to how they can reduce maintenance costs for some of these old systems and migrate them to newer technology, right, with, within the um, vendor's platforms, so to speak.
1: So there is appetite to change. There is appetite there to is. bring new technology in as long as it's done in the right way and conforms yes. to the regulations and the, and the structure that they must operate in.
2: Absolutely. Right. So, complying to regulatory laws. Absolutely. But also making sure that, you know, kind of security is there, right? Your data is secure and keeping up with the trends of keeping it secure, right? Kind of helps with being on some of these platforms because it's inherent, right? Within Microsoft's um, Azure platform or even Power platform, security is key. And it's up to date uh, based on what's happening within the within the world today, right, within the digital world today. Um, so they can get the benefits of that. And, yeah, I, guess, so
1: and, I, and I guess then uh, moving on to these newer platforms opens up, or opens up their capabilities and it gives them the flexibility to create new, more agile applications and deliver quicker, more, I hate to say this, more modern services that perhaps they can't at the moment.
2: Yes, to all of the above, right? Right. And as you say, modern, absolutely. And I mean, I've worked on um, projects previously where that's exactly one of the big business drivers that we were looking to do was to actually bring modern platforms to the business, right? And actually make bankers want to use these platforms and have these platforms work for them, right? Because bankers' time is money. And if you can get rid of the inefficiencies in any sort of process... Make things happen easier and using kind of things like AI within your sales process essentially can kind of really make your day to day activities for your deal teams and for your investment professionals and your bankers a breeze in the sense that it almost becomes a no brainer. The system is suggesting things as opposed to them having to force the system to do things for them. And all of this has come about because, you know, Microsoft has spent an obscene amount of money making their off-the-shelf products like D365 um, sales and service, or, or even enabling you to build your own applications with Power Platform, right, yeah. and Power Apps, um, can kind of bring all this emerging technology, which is now standard, run-of-the-mill. All they're doing is making it better day by day to the to the capital markets, right, and actually making the uh, as say the banker's day as quick and effortless as possible, whilst still gathering all that data, right, and storing all that data in the background. And then using those insights of that data to just improve the
1: process. Very good. And if you were to give an organisation an in the capital markets some advice on where to start. So they're not particularly using data well, they're not monetizing it. They know they're not because they've got problems with legacy systems and disconnected silos and the bankers are struggling. There's manual processes. Where would you advise that they first start to move on into a more modern digital mindset?
2: Um, I would say get your foundation, right? So okay. essentially, it's kind of, for me, the main ones are the data, right? Making sure that your data is in a, a good place or or your plan for your data is at least in a good place. So it's really, if you haven't got a data strategy, you need to be working on one, right? And how that's going to work. You can have as many data lakes as you want in the world, wherever you want in the world. But unless you're actually going to the platform together above, uh, above it, Enable to make sure that the right audience that you have in your organizations, bankers need to see a cut of data that's very different to your finance or compliance teams, right? You do need to understand what your audience is going to be for that data, build a platform on top of it, and then actually you can kind of put your visualization tool like Power BI on top of it and get that insight pretty quickly once your foundation is laid. With that, not necessarily in isolation, yeah. we'd be kind of looking at how are you going to use the cloud? How are you going to answer those questions about what data you're happy to be storing in the cloud, whether it's private cloud or public cloud? And really, once you have once you know your cloud strategy, you know, what's available with, within your cloud, you know, your platform as a service, how can you use the power of power platform, for instance, your low-code, no-code um, offerings to be able to uniquely solve business problems that previously would have taken an awful lot of bespoke code to build, um, which now no longer is the case. And how do how do you have that strategy around your securing that platform to make sure that when you go forward and you're creating all these solutions or, or, or apps to solve these problems, that they are secure. And again, your data is sitting in the right place for the right reasons.
0: Life in financial services can be tough, long hours, tough assignments, demanding customers and regulatory hoops to jump through. But solutions like Microsoft Dynamics are designed to ease some of this burden. Providing a single central place to retain and manage information, it makes it easier to use insight to direct actions. For example, connected insight can show you when you last engaged with a customer and whether it's time to step up in communications. And connecting contact information from across the organisation into a single place doesn't mean you lose control, quite the opposite. It means you have more insight to draw upon to upsell and cross-sell additional services. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care of yourselves.